0: What's going on, everybody? This is Frisky Moore Sessions with another installment of The Out-of-Towners. This is episode number 33 featuring the DUIs from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, we've talked with some of the members. Uh, Sean, uh, one of the twins from Avenues, was filling in on Second Guitar for this show, so we hear a little bit more from him but uh we hear from everyone in the band great dudes i've known chris who is the lead singer and bass player for a while now uh really stand up guy really a pivotal person in the milwaukee scene as a whole and the duis are very much a kind of street punk party punk type band uh if the D, if the DUI's name didn't give anything away, they like to party, they like to have fun. Uh, so it was a really lighthearted uh, discussion, really got to know them as people and as musicians. Uh, we talk, of course, about their discography. All the songs that you're going to hear from this uh, episode are brand new, unreleased tracks from the band, which is fucking awesome, and we kind of talk about where these songs might live on a physical release in the near future. Uh, Definitely check out their Bandcamp, Facebook, all that good stuff in the description of this podcast. Uh, We also talk a lot about festivals. They've been a part of Midwest live and loud rude fest in St. Louis. Fuck you. We rule. Okay. uh, In Oklahoma, uh, the premier snot fest, the first year they did that up in Madison. Uh, no Coast Mohawk Fest in Milwaukee, They and kind of the relationships and the kind of families within the scene that they've developed from playing those festivals. Uh, we also talk about their record label that they're part of, SBS Records, and kind of the relationship that's formed with that. And definitely... Friends and people that they've known in the scene for a while, and then it turns into kind of signing on with them as part of their roster for their record label uh, based in Ohio. Uh, some other things that we talk about is just the whole kind of being a party punk band, but also having the professionalism and kind of the idea of the songwriting really having a lot of truth to them and where those stories come from and that idea of just... You know, just because you're out there having fun and drinking beers and everything like that, there is a level of professionalism to what they do. And it's not just them fucking around and not giving a shit. There is definitely a game plan for them. Their lyrics are outstanding. Musically, it is fucking awesome, as you'll hear. Uh, But enough about that. Let's get to the interview. Some things coming up in the podcast We'll have Frisky Morris Sessions featuring uh, hardcore band Coronary and punk rock band October Bird of Death. Uh, You'll also be hearing some First Rounds on Me episodes featuring uh, Aaron and Sean of the web series Collective Failures, which their second season will be premiering sometime in March. Uh, So definitely be on the lookout for that. Uh, We'll also be knocking out some of these album review roundtables that I've been slacking on uh, just got done with a 5 week stint uh doing special grand jury here in Chicago. So that's taken up a lot of my time physically and emotionally. Uh, so we'll definitely have a ton more episodes coming up for you in the end of February into March and into early April. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, taking time out of your busy schedules, whether it's on your commute to work or as you're getting stuff done around your dwelling, whether it be an apartment, house, car, you name it. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, Definitely spread the word on this 100% DIY effort and hopefully we can get as many listeners and supporters as we can. Um, So again, thank you so much. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, all that good stuff. And without further ado, let's get into the here and now. This is Frisky Morris Sessions with the Out of Towners episode 33 featuring the DUIs from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Enjoy.
1: We're at the party, everybody knows who we are. We're drinking all your beer, cause we like a party yard. Do it, try to push it, I get everyone back. Do it, so many trust me, but never on a sound. But do we care? No, don't, we, don't, don't, we don't. don't. Do we care? No, we don't. No, we don't. Do we care? No, don't. we don't. No, we don't. Do we care? No, don't. we don't. No, we don't. 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 Good time every single night. Rather be getting drunk or getting in a fight. As long as the police don't show up tonight, we'll be treated till the morning light. Oh yeah. Bar is closed, but we still wrestle in town. Victim, writing a beer to go all night long. We'll Not, uh, safely, we're it, we are having a good time yeah, Every single night Whether we're getting drunk or getting advice As long as the police don't show up tonight We'll be drinking until the morning light no, yeah We the blood out of here. So we think it's time to get that on here My phone tells me that there's a bunch to have finished here But think it's good to drive? but do we really care? No we don't, no we don't, no we don't Do we care? No we don't, no we don't Do we care? No we don't, no we don't Do we care? No we don't, we don't. Do we no we don't, we don't We're having a good time, every single night Rather be getting drunk or getting in a fight as long as the police don't show up tonight, we'll be drinking till the morning light.
0: Hey, what is going on, everybody? This is Frisky Morris Sessions with another installment of The Out-Towners, where bands from, you guessed it, out of town, outside of the Chicagoland area, come play Chicago, and we shoot the shit and talk about them as a band, as musicians, them as people, uh, get to know their hometown and where a touring band should play where they shouldn't play and get a feel for their scene as well. I am delighted to be joined by the DUIs from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yay! MKE for short, uh, why don't we start off by going around the horn, introduce yourself and what you play in the band so people can match audio to Who's Talking When.
2: Oh, hi, I'm Mark, I play drums. I'm Ron, I play guitar.
3: I'm Chris, I play bass and sing.
2: I'm Phil and Eric and I play guitar <laughs> <laughs> Phil
0: and Eric uh you may also recognize his beautiful voice from the avenues episode that we did here at Brower House in the back of their van yes, and I I to. were you at that you show did, too
4: Sean? I don't
3: think so
0: okay
4: uh, we just got really awkward in the back of the Yeah, <laughs> real
0: awkward. Um, so throughout this podcast, you're going to hear tracks from the DUIs off their newest release, if I'm not mistaken? Or? Uh, all unreleased. All unreleased, yeah. And awesome. what's the first one we're going to want to throw in there of the four?
3: fuck I don't know I don't know which ones I sent you uh do
0: you want to start with do we care that works that works yeah. all right we're just gonna go in the order that I wrote them down then perfect <laughs> nice so started in 2011 uh some stuff that I wanted to jump off the bat with is Milwaukee being kind of our sister city here in Chicago there's a lot of back and forth with it um what would you say playing shows in Chicago and Chicagoland area and playing shows in Wisconsin and, and in what is the biggest difference in the Milwaukee punk community than what you've seen in the Chicago punk community? For good, for bad, indifferent, just anything that you've noticed that when you play a hometown show, you're like, oh, yeah, this is why we fucking love where we're from and where we love playing. Uh, Park. We we Park. love
3: playing Chicago. Chicago's fucking awesome. You guys have a lot of venues. Uh, Milwaukee, we're kind of limited to just a handful of places to play shows that are you know decent sounding and um that we can get people out to really uh
2: don't cost an arm and a leg for the sound guy yeah,
3: uh, <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's kind of clicky in in milwaukee like a lot of the uh, people up in river west won't come down to where we are in Bayview, and vice, and vice versa so uh most of the times we like playing out of town. We think it's we think it's cooler play out of town. But um, if we're playing up in Milwaukee, it's it's probably Frank's Power Plant is the place to be.
0: Yeah, I've heard like I mean, from no. the shows, it's like you guys are mentioning Cactus Cactus Club, uh, quarters seems like another one that pops yeah. up a lot. Frank's sure. Power Plant, Sembatic has Frank's become. become, Frank's become kind of yeah, no.
3: be Yeah, old. Frank's and Sembatic are the coolest places. And before. what's awesome about playing in Milwaukee is. We know it's cool to
5: spit beer all over everyone up there, you know? and that's, <laughs> like, a typical thing that happens, I don't know about tonight, you know, it depends on who's sitting in the front, but we know <laughs> when our buddies are up in front, they're going to get fucking beer spit on them every time.
0: Yeah, so I know, like, for, for like, joking sake or serious, however you want to take it, there seems to be a very party theme aesthetic to the DUIs and kind of what you guys are all about and writing songs about it and the music videos kind of show it and everything like that, when you started the band, was it kind of just like, oh, this is going to be like a drunk punk band, like just having fun and like writing tunes? Or did it kind of just like people from the outside were telling you like, hey, you guys are always like doing crazy shit. Like how did kind of that aesthetic or... Like I don't want to call it a gimmick cuz it's you guys as people love to drink and everything like that just like the next person but how did that whole kind of like party mentality like really cement itself as like almost like an invisible member of the band.
3: So uh it's not a gimmick uh, yeah. <laughs> at all. That's just how it um, when we when we started the band um I'm the only original member. Uh we all had DUIs. <laughs> and multiple DUIs. Uh and kind of started it because we got kicked out of bands for having DUIs so we just went with it and we were just like fuck it and we just wanted to play music and just drink yeah. drink a fuck ton of beer and continue drinking and driving and not really care <laughs> yeah. sang songs about it like most of my lyrics that I sing are are all like truth shit like yeah. I've done it or I've fucking seen it happen or you know, we want to live that shit, so... Yeah,
0: it's not some fabricated narrative where you're like, oh, this would sound really cool, like... Yeah, no. I mean, like, if you listen to, like,
3: experience. Get Fucked, like, that whole entire song, like, <laughs> going over to Jesse's yeah. house Fuck and the fridge it. is always full of beer, like, that's, like, how shit happens, so... Yeah. It's fucking real.
0: Hell yeah.
2: We're and all big was... Andrew WK fans as well, so Yeah, far.
0: Yeah. Partying hard goes.
2: Though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> kind of... And the getting wet portion as well, yeah. Yes. Um, So talking about the early days of the band, you guys started off as a three-piece and then kind of moved your way into a four-piece. What was the thought process or the decision to move from a three-piece to a four-piece? Because I know for a while, like on the Facebook, it was like, hey, we're looking for a second guitar player, and it seemed like you were posting it quite a bit to try and get that right fit.
3: Yeah, we had... um we had played a couple times with a couple other people um, as a four piece, and it was just kind of like a fill-in thing. Every time we did the record, we always put lead guitars on it, and we just never had that piece, and finally decided that it was time to start finding somebody. We had a fill-in person for a real long time out of Madison, and uh, eventually we got Ron in doing it with us and had somebody permanent, so uh, we're just keeping a four piece now. Gives it. I don't know. Everybody pretty much says it sounds a lot better because it sounds like the record now.
0: Yeah. So with the writing process, it's, it doesn't seem like there's a big difference that if you were writing lead lines as a three piece anyways, like yeah. you are writing for that fourth person anyways. Yep. As a bass player writing, do you also play guitar? Is it is it hard to kind of go from like the single notes and like writing your lines to then also being like, I want these cool lead bass lines, but then I also know this other guitar player has to have some like cool guitar lines as well.
3: Yeah, for the most part, I, uh, I write the bass and then like the rhythm guitar parts, and we've always just had the lead guitar player just kind of come up with his own shit, and then we figure it out that way, but yeah, so I, I play guitar and bass, so usually how songs work out is I just fucking start jamming some shit on guitar and record it on my phone, send it to everybody, and then get everybody together and just make it happen. Hell yeah! Yeah.
0: So with the earlier releases, like you had the like unreleased split kind of thing that mm-hmm. came out in 2011, as well as the Boost the Fear EP. Um, what would you say in terms of yeah, that yeah. compared to yeah, what what yeah. you like? What we're gonna hear? Uh, Cruiser Sonata's warming up. Adam's beautiful voice <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah, from those early yeah, days yeah. to kind of like. Shut yeah. up, Adam. <laughs> hey, let him up. Let
1: let
5: let yeah. said he wants to sing our last song tonight, so we're pretty stoked about that. <laughs> so
0: that's like the Nightcap EP was. I mean, that was there was like five years between one and the other. Yeah. As a band, as you yourself as a music writer, was there anything that like evolved, or was it like, oh, we found our GUI sound? It's just gonna be steady as she goes
3: uh yeah i mean we definitely definitely evolved back in the the early days me and me and the one guitar player not gonna mention his name because he fucking sucks uh (laughs) he uh we kind of wrote songs together and he kind of wanted to push things more towards like an alkaline trio sound and i kind of wanted to keep things fast and and fun and kind of poppy almost where it was catchy tunes and Um, not depressing yeah not depressing Uh, (laughs) it's evolved a lot yeah it's definitely if if you listen to the first record to what we're putting out now uh, what we're putting out now is definitely some of the best stuff that we've ever done it's all Chris's
5: like real shit like yeah like you were saying earlier you know it's like the shit that he's actually done and he wants to do and he's like you know fuck you come out to our shows bring fucking beers we're gonna party you know like let's have a good time and that's what all this shit's about you know and he's talking about like his friends and shit that they're fucking doing, what's going on, like real shit. And it's like, dude, and that's what I like love about when he sends me a fucking new song. I'm like, holy shit, this is exactly what I'm fucking thinking. Let's go yell this at people on stage. Yeah. Right? I
4: can't wait so. to go back and count how many times shit was said. <laughs> 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 oh, man, yeah. Oh, shit. We'll have a shit, shit counter subject?
0: throughout the whole thing. Um, we're going to take our first break. You're going to listen to the second song of uh, their upcoming release. And this is going to be called Low Life. When we come back, we'll talk about that release and more from the DUI. So for now, enjoy more music.
1: This place is fucked. My life is wasted. I'm going nowhere fast. But I'm dreaming so I'll spend my But you'll know us and we're limited the best we can And we don't give a fuck We're making up the rules as we go along, we will do whatever we want The devil is right or fucking die We are a bunch of lowlights and we're living it the best we can And we don't give a fuck We're making up the rules as we go along And we will do whatever we want
0: creature sound check is over so hopefully the rest of this will be a lot cleaner and clearer for you all (laughs) listening (laughs) um so we we were kind of hinting to the new release uh let's talk about that uh with the new release you were saying that like the stories and stuff i don't know if you feel comfortable uh if there's like one that is really sticking with you that after listening to the songs like is your favorite track off the new release and kind of like what what is kind of those stories or those experiences that we can expect to hear in this new record
3: uh yeah i think probably my favorite track uh that we have is is low life um it's kind of just you know, not saying we're all kind of shitty people, but we kind of do some shitty things. And in the past, we've been kind of shitty people, especially me and Ron, fucking <laughs> around. <laughs>
0: especially
3: Ron. <laughs> 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 especially like, you. I me and you. what this song's about,
5: dude. What I like about that song is that you're like, the way that you're living your fucking life is boring. And if you want to look at me as a low life, then I'm a fucking low life. But at least I'm fucking partying and having a good time. Yeah, that's pretty much
3: exactly. Cool. Yeah, that sounds a little like better than what yeah. <laughs> I was saying, but. We still both kind of suck, so. <laughs> <I don't wanna laughs>
5: Speak for yourself, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like Stay Away a lot. Yeah. yeah. yeah the
2: one that uh, oh, old Ronnie here wrote. Uh, yeah, we got some... It's got, got it. a... I don't know. It's got a good so fucking hook like, to, to it. And it's kind of a different song, back song back than, back uh, back. you know, some of the stuff that Chris writes. So I think it brings a nice little change of pace to things, uh, that, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. From the, the, the couple songs we recorded, that that's that's the one that sticks out to me the most.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, the writing process, it seems like Ronnie has some songs, like Chris has some songs, um, Nat Chan has some songs, um, is it different, like was there usually a predominant like run, one songwriter throughout, and now it's kind of like more people are putting their hands in the creative process in the songwriting?
3: Yeah, so a lot of the songs I usually end up writing, and now that, now that Ron's in the band, um, he comes up with a lot of ideas, brings them to me, and then I butcher them and just make them a totally different song than he started with, but it still has a different a different feel because he, you know, he's coming through and, you know, putting some shit in. Yeah. Dude, and
5: it's mutual too. I like fucking up your songs for sure. <laughs> yeah.
3: You definitely like to throw more solos
5: in than right? I was like, expecting. We need to extend this part so I could solo in people's face right Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man. So, where did you guys record? Uh, is it somewhere you've recorded before? Is it a new uh, spot? No,
3: this is a brand new spot in uh, old boy Sean's basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Speak of the devil. So, try not to uh, fuck it up too bad. But was, it, was, a, was Sean, were you the lead, the, lead the lead engineer on this project? It's the Brooks Lair. I, I attempted
4: to do it. Attempted? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think it turned out. Lyle, Lyle had a little bit of tinkering around. I think drums was. Yeah, so he had um, a
4: half of avenues trying to help in engineer and Work through it then Ron came through with final production and helped with the mixing process and you know, Now see to- the,
0: like, I always feel that's weird because TurboVamps's first record that we did we did in a friend's basement and he was definitely more like a bleeding through kind of like that type of hardcore mm-hmm. and there was times where his producer notes didn't really align with like what we knew we wanted the songs to sound like. But since we were working with a friend and whatnot, there was kind of that, like, this is business, we don't want to hurt your feelings, but, like, right. this is our band and this is our sound, and, like, no, like, we we're not going to do gang like vocals that. every yeah. track, like, we're not going to do this. Um, how was it working with a friend that you know well enough that is filling in tonight? That Yeah, like, it
3: was, uh, I mean, it's it's different. Um, like, a lot of our other, rec- you know, recordings, we've gone into, like, actual studios, um, uh, Howell Street was our, our last one before this um, and this one was you know, we kind of wanted to demo the tracks uh, And then maybe look at doing something. So really what we're doing with these tracks is we're going to be putting out a, a split 7-inch um, with this band called this Suburbiance subservience uh, from like what Juliet Illinois or something? They're like,
0: they're um, Pontiac, Illinois, which is like in between Bloomington and Joliet. Yeah, so Um.
3: we we met them in Madison, and they kind of have the same lifestyle outlook as us, (laughs) and they're just fucking completely out of their mind. So uh, they reached out to us, and they were like, hey, you know, we want to do a split with you guys and do some touring and stuff, and I was like, fuck yeah, man, here's four songs, this is what we got, and they were just like, all right, we're going in in March, and let's do something at the, the end of the year. So we plan on you know picking two songs, two to three songs off of that, putting it on a seven inch with them. And then hopefully either at the end of this year or the beginning of next year, um, looking to go into a studio, maybe Hollow Street again, maybe somewhere different and uh, recording a full length and putting that out on vinyl.
0: Nice. So it's cool that like, as a band, how important do you feel that demoing process was to the songwriting? Was it something that I was like, we just need to hear it back, we already know it's great? Or did anything radically change after the demoing of them?
3: Uh, not too much has changed yet, but um, yet. If, you listen, <laughs> if you listen to a lot of our other songs on our other records and then you hear it live, we have changed a lot of the stuff. So that's kind of what we wanted to do this time was demo it, be able to listen to it for six months, and then figure out what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, and, and change it, and that's something we've never done before, so um, we're hoping that now when we put out the full length, um, everything will sound exactly like we're playing it on stage, and we yeah. won't change too much too much after that. Oh, yeah. Even,
4: even I mean, from what we laid down track-wise, too, uh, coming back in, mixing it, you know, how many times we did different mixdowns, and then Ron kind of put his two cents in. I mean, we're just kind of messing around with song structure, dropping instruments in and out and stuff, too, just to to see how we can make things sound different so even it was evolving within like a couple months we spent doing it so. yeah yeah
5: I, yeah no totally hearing it back you know like recorded wise you're like oh shit man uh this verse i i'd love to make it more interesting you know with like a different guitar part or like just like mix things up a little bit you know and yeah i love doing that type of stuff and that stuff's like and so yeah our songs i feel like they have evolved a lot since, yeah. since we started recording them like, I'm always trying to, like, play a harder guitar part so I can fuck it up on stage, but I just keep, keep myself entertained, you know? Yeah. And I
4: think, too, the, the nice part, too, doing the demo process, you're not spending money. So it's like, you get yeah. into the studio, and it's like, shit, I have, we're spending X amount of dollars, or this is what, we have four yeah. days to get this done, or whatnot. You're on the timetable yeah. of so the studio the demos, of your schedules. doing the demo, trying to help someone out, it's... You got infinite time, basically, to do it, so it's whenever, it's, whenever you think it's done, it's done. Hell yeah. So My it, favorite it, it, it part is
2: uh, waiting to see if we get sued for using a Simpsons. uh, <laughs> uh oh, just it. it up. Why'd you have to do that?
0: Oh, man. Uh, I mean, uh, Samson. Uh, you know I average about 130 people on this podcast, <laughs> and a yeah, good no, chunk of them are writers for The Simpsons. What are the chances? <laughs> <boys>. <laughs> really? I mean,
2: and it's like a three-second clip, almost, like... <laughs> Uh,
0: I think if Girl Talk has taught us anything, anything under ten seconds are good. Yeah. If I he think hasn't gotten you, so. he's so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not getting any money from us. No. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> has enough money. It is, so he'll be fine. Yeah. So um, talking about releases and everything like that, I wanted to talk about the relationship you made with SBS Records and how did that kind of relationship start? I always like to hear sometimes people just bug the shit out of record labels. Sometimes it's a band that's already on that roster that kind of goes to bat for you guys and brings you guys on. Sometimes it's the label rep is at one of your shows and drunkenly at the end of the night, they're like, yeah, we're putting out your next release. So what was what was the story for you guys?
3: So SPS Records, we met Jesse years and years ago. Uh, Ron and I were in this band called Number Nine Hard and we were touring through Cleveland with this band 36 years from Milwaukee and we had a show fall through and I remember him telling us that we could stay at his house and we pretty much showed up a day early and we knocked on his door and was like hey man is it cool if we stay two days and ever since then <laughs> with
0: all your shit when you're already there yeah, <laughs> yeah. ever since then like
3: no, he's super- we're he's,
0: actually not going to leave we're just- Yeah, he's, he's just been <laughs> a great friend
3: understand. and like he's just a, a badass fucking dude he plays in this band called Antiseptic and um, <laughs> they're out of Cleveland Ohio and they're absolutely amazing and We've gone through and stayed at his house a number of times. Me and my wife have gone through and stayed there. Uh, we've totally trashed his house playing <laughs> Nerf Wars with his kid. Um,
5: definitely tracks like Fuckface have been a great inspiration for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah and Get
3: Fucked, Jesse. Jesse doesn't drink anymore because he was a crazy madman. And Get Fucked, uh, that's Jesse's house where he always had a fridge full of beer for us. And um, yeah, dude, he's just. Dude, he's dude. amazing, he's helped us ever since uh, He prints a lot of our merch um, He helps us put out albums And he's just a great dude I
5: still don't understand why he liked us so much Just like right away like, <laughs> I never understood it, he got tattoos He got a DUI yeah, tattoo he... and
3: a number heart
5: tattoo Is he on. the
0: one that got the neck one? Or no, no, one? that's oh, somebody else Troy That's Troy I still don't understand <laughs> it.
3: Yeah, Troy's a friend of ours from Milwaukee But But yeah, Jesse, Jesse's an awesome dude, he's, he's down to earth, he's really straightforward, he doesn't give a real fuck about, like, anything, except for being punk rock and listening to punk rock and doing whatever the fuck he wants. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, fucking, I remember being there and fucking lighting off fireworks on people in his house, and he's (laughs) fucking laughing his ass off and shit, (laughs) just doesn't give a fuck, or, I, we've been there where he's just like, some dude's out of control and he just fucking knocks him out. Yeah. Jesse's a badass dude, and I absolutely love that guy, man. He's helped helped us out from basically when me and Ron first started playing punk rock until now.
0: Hell yeah. And that's like, with that kind of community and friendship that you built with Jesse, all the festivals that you guys have played with, I feel like playing like Fuck You, We Rule OK, and like Midwest Live and Loud, and like Root Fest recently, and uh, shit like that, where were you guys, I want to say, oh man, it was like the like same group of bands that it was either like uh punk attack or like some band did like a christmas themed video where like all these bands were like coming to the door and i feel like you guys were like in that kind of group of like bands that i always see on the bill like fuck you we rule okay with like potato pirates and like all of them like is it is it nice knowing that like outside of the midwest you or i guess like Minneapolis and, like, outside of Wisconsin, you have all these, like, great connections with bands and people. And, like, did the festivals help build that community, or do you think that you, Tori, you would have built that community on your own? Uh,
3: really, those festivals got built from a community of us and all these other bands touring. So we knew, like, Potato Pirates, uh, the Punks Attack dudes, Virgin Horrors. Uh, we knew all those dudes before any of these festivals started popping up. And... Really it's just all those dudes putting on these festivals. Yeah. Uh, and just helping out their buddies and, and now things are blowing up like fuck you we were we rules, like one of the biggest punk rock festivals I think in yeah. in, you know, the US. Like it's it's up there. Like with, that
0: stayed true to being like yeah, a it's, true you punk. I mean, yeah.
3: They they fly in bands from overseas and it's just it's straightforward and it's it's crazy. I we got a luckily play the first year there and I remember yeah. fucking it going completely insane at the end of it where the, <laughs> the venue shut it down because people were lighting off fucking like mortars and shit no like fucking fireworks God. and just fucking blowing up and it was crazy and yeah yeah so that that whole community was kind of built between all of us knowing each other and playing hometowns and letting people crash on their floors and you know and then it just became something more and something big and now we're putting on festivals and yeah. getting our friends from out of town that we don't get to see all the time, everybody in one big room, and it ends up just being a giant fucking party.
4: Hell yeah, man. I think even from the outside perspective, too, I mean, getting back to the Milwaukee scene, yeah. Chris does a hell of a job always booking touring bands coming yeah. to us, DIY. Um, so, a lot to of to be like, to like when I then. reach
0: out to you about, like, booking in Milwaukee, and you're like, fuck, man, we're, like, six months like booked out. Like, to be that far, like, Booked out and they're like solid shows is like a testament to the work that you're doing, man.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's like I said earlier, it's hard because we don't have a lot of venues and they, they fill up real quick. But, um, you know, my we can only play like so many weeks in a row. So it's like, we, <laughs> yeah. if I, you know, we my want everybody to have a good show. So, yeah,
2: uh, my favorite was uh, our first show kind of back or my first show with the band when uh, Mast and Shooter had a fucking tour cancel and uh, they needed a show like. Super fucking last minute. It's like a week's and, notice. Like a week's notice, and Chris fucking hooked up uh, a venue that doesn't have shows like hardly ever. And that place was fucking packed to and, the wall. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, like way was, past fire
3: code, yep. and it was just like <laughs> uh, it was. I it was, was a
2: mass intruder in avenues, and the, yeah, it
0: was it was fucking tight. Do you yeah. feel that like having like like being one of the people that books the shows? Is it like a pain that everyone's like? oh, well, then, yeah, like, DUIs can play, right? And you're like, no, we can't. We're not, like, the go-to Tory Milwaukee band. Like, just because I booked the show doesn't mean that my band's going to play every single one. So many people hit Chris up. I think that, like a few months back we
5: played Franks like four times in a month <laughs> yeah. like just like alright yeah fuck I guess you need an extra band I, yeah. we're playing you, like, Franks you turn we into turn. like the house band yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. almost we feel yeah. Bad. All we
0: and all your friends are like right. so then we'll then just, just catch the next again, one man. and then it's yeah. like they don't come yeah. out I know yeah. Yeah. yeah we
2: feel bad like sometimes you gotta turn people down and be like you know we got a show like Three days from the one you wanna book and we yeah, just can't you know. do that. Like but it's not I love you know. hanging out at
5: Frank's and just drinking anyways, but it's tough For to sure. get our friends to come out four weeks in a row, you know. So yeah, we yeah. explain that to yeah. the bands that we're playing with, we're like, dude, we just played the week before, we're playing the week after,
3: <laughs> man, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah.
2: We'll find you somebody else to play with, right. but we're not right. gonna do it. You yeah, know? a lot right. of
3: times when I, I book shows if if we aren't playing it yet, yeah, they usually expect we're going to, but yeah. I try to help out as you know, as many people as I can. Um you know, there's there's not a whole handful of bands that I can just throw on bills, and I kind of don't want to just anymore. I used to just put bills on to put bills on, and now now I really think about it like, okay, if we're playing a Thursday, then I need to have like this many local bands on it that are like big enough to draw people out. Because um, I mean, playing shows is cool, and I love playing them, and I'll play it any night of the week. But um, just helping out touring bands is what I want to do now. So, you know, if if we're playing the week before, and I know that I can't get anybody else on the bill, I'll get them in touch with people in Madison, or I'll get them in touch yeah. with people up in you know Twin Cities or down in Chicago or in Green Bay, um, and just let them know like, hey man, you know next time you come around, definitely hit me up again. But yeah. you know you're gonna get a better show and make more money doing doing this than you would do it yeah. here.
0: Because then it's like Tommy with Madison, mm-hmm. they like put yeah. on Snotfest and stuff. Yeah. Like he's another one of those yeah. like go-to guys. It's awesome. Hell yeah. So. We're going to take our final break. You're going to listen to the third song called That's Why We Drink. And (laughs) when we come back, uh, we're just going to shoot the shit. uh, Some stuff that I found in my research of the band and our traditional speed round. But for now, enjoy more music from Milwaukee's The DYS. Enjoy. Holly smokes. You need both.
1: Say a word. Fuck your boss. he me been like a jerk. I'm the one always doing his job and working way too fucking wrong That's why we drink and we drink and we drink, drink and drink we drink. Always fucking rich. this Every fucking that's yes, why I don't know Why I put up With this goddamn shit every day So for me Another shot and make this day go away Oh yeah You're a kid fucking epic. I can't you?
0: listen to that. That's Why We Drink. Uh, a couple things before we get into the speed round. Uh, Mark, it's weird seeing you with clothes on. Yes. Well, I mean, I was born naked. Uh, and
2: I don't like clothes a lot. If it was you know socially accepted, I, I guess I wouldn't have clothes on most of the time. But considering we are in the Midwest, uh, it gets a little cold. (laughs) You know, we got some shrinkage. We got some, you know, some hard nails. It's It's, uh, It's just, I can't.
0: It was like some like. Print on these like white, like whitey tighties. Like as yeah. you were he has hey. a great, great
5: collection. There we go. We uh, we usually bet on what color underwear he's wearing. Yeah, <laughs> we that bet around on on
2: it. Yeah. Now,
0: is it uh, throughout the show the articles of clothing come off, or is it just like no,
2: it's
5: just
3: right away? I think <laughs> when we first started, it used to be like that. Now, now it's just immediate. Yeah, like, well, yeah. I wasn't at, at
2: first. I think the first show we played, like I was fully clothed. Yeah, like, I think so. I wasn't really sure. Like you know, are you guys cool with this? Sure. <laughs> and I think, like, this is something I do.
3: And I think it started uh, being yeah. a shirt off, and then it yeah, was. Yeah, and then
2: it just. Uh, everything and came
3: then off. It, even at practices, it was, yeah, it was so fully clothed, you know, and now.
4: It's the fuck wait, now I did have that rip in my underpants the other day, in. so you guys kind of yeah. saw some sad. Coming yeah, to yeah, the first did, practice and yeah. straight up just yeah. Uh, yeah. drops
2: everything. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, was like,
5: Dude, it's cool when we play a show because, because we're looking ripped. at the audience, right? But yeah. When we, play, when we practice, we're all looking at Mark, and it's like we're trying not to make eye contact with him because he's like sitting there naked. He's like my like, eyes like, are he, open. He, yeah, you're I just know. looking at my junk,
3: man. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, last last week he had that hole.
2: Yeah,
5: there was I a know really what rip, did. that's really ripped. That's
2: a just
3: ripped. Yeah, His fucking sack was hanging <laughs> out. <some sack. laughs>
4: Def- definitely. I'm pretty. Some brain.
3: I'm pretty sure yeah. I <laughs>
4: stared at it for a whole thirty I minutes, not it. knowing. At him just I, just what, want, I want to picture not?
0: like a young Mark being like one of those kids that's like when they're like stressed out or something, they just like strip naked and like run out of the house and like yeah. oh, I can't do I'm this. My body's know. on fire. I'm just hot all the time.
4: Man. <laughs> I don't
0: know. That uh, <laughs> I wanted to also give props to your videos are fucking awesome on your YouTube channel. There's also Ron who does the videos, also a really good guy, and that's you, Ron! That's Ron! Yeah! It's a small world, Uh ain't it? So, um, how did you get into shooting videos?
5: Uh, I took a couple classes in it, and uh, I don't know, and then I stopped doing it for forever, and then, uh, I don't know, just recently I've kind of just been like more of a hobby, I really just want to like film everything and kind of just throw together some cool shit for our band, you know, just to to put out stuff more than music and just you know kind of like or push our songs in other places you know so people have yeah. like shit to watch and it's it's pretty much just us like hanging out and fucking Good. playing okay. shows and getting drunk and like oh yeah i mean <laughs> you know just a like the <laughs> our last video was awesome like, yeah know, so many man. great clips now how great is song. your
0: band made as a music video director really bad. I'm really <laughs> sneaky about it. like. I'm, cause, yeah, I, me, I mean, me yeah, and Ron both I have never like, even know <laughs> yeah. like, kind of like
2: nice
3: iPhones, and then we just hook up like fucking GoPros all over the place, and I think it was just kind of me and Ron trying to figure out, you know, which one of us could catch whoever doing something the yeah. more stupid. <laughs> like, I think think it's like me talking to my mom. Yeah, I think it's fucking great when all of a sudden, (laughs) (laughs) alright, bye, mom.
0: It was like then, like, there was one, like, where the song just stops and, like, people are pouring beer on each other. (laughs) So, that's (laughs) the subservience. Yeah, Yeah, those dudes are uh, fucking (laughs)
3: absolutely out of their fucking mind. And that's why we're doing a split with them. And we just threw them in our video because fuck it. That that was was cool. That was outside of the Tech Bowl tournament, right? Yeah, Tech Bowl tournament, yeah. Yeah,
2: we just somehow ended up there together and yeah just drinking cocktails and yeah, yeah. <laughs> drinking cocktails. Yeah, like fucking 11 o'clock or there you go yeah, yeah. It, was, it was good fuck yeah
0: that's awesome so do you think um are there already videos in the work for these unreleased tracks that we're hearing or do you just want to finish the songs and then kind of get a concept for the video or uh, kind of i mean i've there? sent
3: ron probably like hundreds and hundreds of hours of video footage that he probably hasn't looked for it, but <laughs> So there probably is, but we don't really have anything in mind. Yeah. You're not um, like, a,
0: let's get a concept going for the. Theme we've, of the talked video, could, we've
3: talked. We have talked about it. Um, like we kind of want to do a video where like I run over a cop with my truck, but uh, <laughs> we haven't found somebody cool enough for me to hit with my truck yet. So <laughs> right, yeah,
5: and then we
2: kidnap. We talked with like Officer Bradford. Yeah,
0: yeah right. Officer Bradford was pretty yeah, right. yeah, good. Yeah, we,
3: pretty we've 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 came up with ideas, but they <laughs> haven't pan out yet. Yeah. There you go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, we'll have links to their bandcam, Facebook, YouTube channel, Ron U- Ron's YouTube channel, all that good stuff, so you can check out everything that we're talking about in the description of this podcast, and we'll definitely keep you up to date to the new songs and everything uh, with the split and the full length and all that good shit. On to the speed round, if you'll remember from the Avenues episode, Sean, I ask typical interview questions, and you answer as an individual We're not looking for the coolest answer. We're looking for the most interesting, truthful answer. Tip of the tongue. Tip of the tongue. Whatever comes out. This is this is a speed round. You're not contemplating life here. Uh, Whatever answer comes up first is usually the correct answer. So, are we ready? There's no order. It's just whenever you have your answer, go ahead and say it. What is the first record, cassette, CD, first physical piece of music you bought with your own money? Queen's Greatest Hits cassette.
5: That's a solid one. That was Win- probably uh, uh, Offspring Smash. Blink-182
2: cheshire Cat. <laughs> nice. Uh, Wayne's World soundtrack, Tape. Yeah. Ooh, hell yeah. <laughs> I
4: got that on. one, too. That was, second, that was my number yeah, two. Tape searches. World. <laughs> Green was awesome. Favorite alcoholic
0: beverage, and beer is not an acceptable answer. Not <laughs> Either a style of beer or a go-to beer or a go-to drink. What's your favorite alcoholic beverage?
4: Japanese whiskey at the moment. Ooh. Japanese
0: whiskey. Uh, the cheapest beer on tap. Or perhaps High Life, yeah. or yeah.
5: hams. It was right. usually
2: peavers. I like a Colorado Bulldog, which is uh, a white Russian with some coke in it. <laughs> right. We all That's like that. What all That's, right. That's what I'm all about. That's what I'm all about, to the dome. Yeah. All right.
3: <laughs> Never seen you drink one of those. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
5: I saw it. I'm not always hanging out with you, Chris.
3: It <laughs> yeah.
5: makes me sad that it doesn't happen. <laughs> To right. Oh, for a uh, drink?
3: Yeah, Peebers.
5: Peebers.
0: Yeah. All right, We'll have All a couple
2: right. on the way home. It's fine.
0: Favorite the DUI song to play live?
4: Ooh. Wow.
0: Oblivion. Everyone seems yeah. to like Oblivion. And everyone yeah. likes Get Fucked. Get Fucked. You know what I like playing, though,
4: is
5: it's uh, favorite.
2: To Another Night. That one's a lot of fun to play. All right. Uh, it's just about drinking. I would say
3: They're Get, a party and get Fucked.
2: All right. Um, yeah, Oblivion's by the, the best because
0: that's the the end-all, beat-all. It's just, uh, you know. Hell yeah. Shut down right, yep. If you could nerd out about one thing other than music, what would it be?
4: Movies.
0: Movies.
3: Porn stars?
5: Porn stars? Chris likes building bikes and that type
0: of thing. Yeah. I was gonna say motorcycles. Yeah, no, motorcycles motor... I was like, a was,
4: porn star sounded cool, man.
0: I wanted the a cool answer. That was the ah. odd
4: question. <laughs> no, no, motorcycles, <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck a motorcycle. <laughs> a
5: and I'm not a nerd. These guys are fucking nerds. So I'm not a nerd. Nerds!
2: Uh, Young and the Restless. Just that Young one movie. movie you could talk for hours about it. Soap opera, the soap opera. Oh, oh the the soap yours would opera. have. Been. Yes, that's, uh,
3: designing and making
5: cheeseburgers. Oh,
2: cheeseburger stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's another hobby of mine. Yeah.
5: All right. All right. Uh, I was uh, serious. I'm not a nerd. <laughs> also, Thank you for participating. Not, Thank you for also being an participating in this <laughs> no interview. Problem. Son of a bitch. Fuck you, dude. I just want to go on the record saying, "Fuck you, nerds." Yeah.
0: <laughs> if the DUIs end up to not be done, you're not playing any more shows. You're done as a band. Where are you playing your last show?
4: Brower House. Hell? <laughs> I'm gonna force tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna,
3: I'm gonna force Stosh to reopen the Spitfire Saloon. Yeah, yeah. that place is awesome. That know. was in
5: Ohio. That's where we first played with Jesse, and they. Uh, now it's called the Funhouse. The stage was they had like they would hold boxing matches in it, and so they had it fenced Ooh. off, and we, <laughs> we had to play through a fence and, and shit. There, people would climb on. Brothers, people would people would climb on the, the fence yeah. and just start shaking
0: yeah. Yeah. shit yeah. And, and throwing sword. beer cans at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. So, would be so yeah. Roadhouse like. slash <laughs> Brothers. Yeah. yeah, fucking awesome. Um, if you could, if you had one musical idol that you saw this person play the instrument you play in the DUIs. And you saw them live, or you heard them in a recording, and you're like, oh, I want to be like that guy. I need to be in a band. I need to, like, play that instrument. Do you have a musical idol in that? I'm
4: going to go Brian Baker from Bad Religion. Cool.
3: I am my own fucking musical idol. (laughs) Fuck you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No no gods, (laughs) no masters. Probably uh, Matt Freeman. Yeah, right. Freeman's good. Man, I... uh, Tom Long
5: on Tom Long's pretty cool. Honestly, I'm I really a Blink-182 fan. I like, dude, Jim Armstrong and Lars are fucking awesome. And then I also fuck, I love uh, the Distillers and Brody so much. All right, yeah. She's like that's, She's just so cool. I want to look that cool <laughs> on stage. Fuck. Hell yeah.
2: Best drummer of all time, Terry Bozio. No, just kidding. Uh, probably Brooks Wackerman, former drummer of... Uh,
0: uh, Bad Religion, Bad religion. And, like and, he, and, and and tour old drummer old for the Vandals <laughs> That dude fucking rules Hell yeah. He's like one of the best drummers ever If someone is going on tour And they're hitting the state of Wisconsin What top three places Or like cities What top three cities are they playing If they're running through Wisconsin
3: um, Milwaukee, Green Bay, Madison Yep
0: okay. three. Wasa. three Wasa, my hometown. No, You're you're not doing a DIY show in Fond du Lac. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe lacrosse. Some basement shows in Fond du Lac. Lacrosse. What's the? That's it. What's like the warehouse? That's That's, like that was was there. RIP. Yeah, that was. A lot of my, the people that we've had on from Minneapolis are like, oh yeah, we would always go down to that warehouse place in Wisconsin. That was in lacrosse. Lacrosse. What is? As side note pause the speed round. As Milwaukeeans, what is your take on, like, Kenosha and Racine? Are they their standalone-owned places to play? Are they just (laughs) lumped up into Milwaukee? If someone's like, oh yeah, we're doing a tour of Wisconsin and we're hitting, like, Racine... Air or Kenosha are you like why the fuck aren't you just playing Milwaukee All right. yeah I'd say why like, <laughs> why are you playing in Racine
4: there's one like Irish bar McAuliffe's that like one of our friends bands the Ciccanies like they fill that place every time they yeah. play so yeah. yes you can get a good show in Racine don't usually recommend doing like the Kenosha shit like, yeah. yeah I mean there's a different scene but it's a different bar type of we're, scene. We're, it's we're playing the it's just a uh, weird hat scene. trick it's like yeah a, the hat trick so Right. It's the first like, time we played we're
0: a playing Kenosha, You know, you know what? Interesting. So, we we played. At one point,
5: had a house band that was like... It had a rebel flag guitar, and they I <laughs> all had mullets, and... <laughs> I played there with two different
2: bands. My <laughs> old band, uh, Indonesian Junk, and uh, uh, the DUIs. And the, both times, just weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's weird. weird. Just, like, the locals we'll have are to talk Indonesian
0: Junk, because I was at last two years ago now I was at GGG Fest in Lansing, Michigan an Indonesian Junk nice. place nice Yeah. So I, don't I was, know if I was were, the first drummer for Indonesian you know, okay. drunk uh, fuck yeah yeah for sure dope next out of town series that we have Wisconsin bands any Wisconsin bands that I should be on the lookout for that are coming to Chicago to have on the podcast
3: uh, Salt and Battery if you haven't had them on those dudes are yeah. fucking rad Lawless is one of the
4: newer punk bands Yeah, in the world Lawless
3: game. Lawless is a fucking gnarly band. Bonnie will kick my ass for saying this. They're chick fronted. And she <laughs> always says there's no such thing as a chick fronted punk rock band because it's not a fucking genre. But, uh. <laughs> that's that's my favorite genre. But, yeah, Bonnie's badass is fucking Lawless is gnarly. They're brand new out of Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, them. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Awesome. yeah, for sure. It's one song about sucking God's dick. It's, uh, it's <laughs> quite awesome. Classic. <laughs> oh <God's
2: dick. laughs> it's classic.
0: classic. Oh, yeah. Last question I always ask, um, and you can answer this as a collective group, however you want. Um, there was uh, There's a college, Columbia College in Chicago, and there was a music professor that said music is just like photography, videography, painting, uh, all of the arts. Music is just like an art, and a musician is very much like an artist where when they create their art, sometimes they have an idea of how the audience is going to perceive that art. So as the DUIs, as a band, as artists, as musicians, what do you want the audience to walk away with after listening to your music or coming away from a show? I'm going to say
2: Gene Gene, Man Machine, JoJo, Go Art, Art, Blue Fart, Blue
0: the Machine.
2: Uh, I'm going to say fuck it, let's end this podcast and go
3: fucking check out Kurt Sonata.
0: Done. Done. You're gonna listen to the last song. Stay aware and have a good day, night, evening. Wherever you listen to this, you're listening to the risky more session of it, featuring the DUIs from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I
1: found a place where the sun doesn't shine. I found a place where we smile. I've found a place where no one has ever been i found a place that I've been Can you know what's good for you, stay away from me, stay away from me, stay away from me, There yeah, you know what's good for you Say away from me. Say away from me. Stay away from me. yeah you know what's good for you? No know what's good for you? No know what's good for you. No know what's good for you. No know what's good for you. Know